Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> You're listening. Oh. Right. You're, You're listening, listening to. <laughs> You're listening to discourse. 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 From, from from NPR. NPR. Amaranek Public Radio. I'm Charlie Mullen from Amaranek Public Radio. Our guest today in the studio is Amaranek High School guidance counselor Jennifer Lickman. Stationed in the largest room in the guidance office, Ms. Lickman can always be seen typing at her computer, whether it be submitting college recommendations, switching around classes for students, or signing early decision agreements, Lickman is always there to help anyone. She welcomes walk-ins from whoever, whenever, or however, always greeting her students with a, hey, how are you? Her pragmatic approach allows students to succeed. She has a sixth sense for where students fit, offering her wealth of knowledge on many colleges and high school classes. Lickman has a timid personality, rarely saying more than is needed. She chooses her words carefully and is quiet to most people, but she manages time and time again to establish connections. Her warmth and friendliness are what draw people in. She's not extroverted, does not yell or exclaim to all, but rather works to establish bonds with those closest to her. I brought Ms. Ligman in to talk about her path to counseling, her college experience, motherhood, what she lives by, and interesting and noteworthy childhood hobbies. Every year, sending transcripts and managing over 200 high schoolers is tedious. Ms. Lickman has done it for more than a decade. But her experience as a counselor across many schools, all with this responsibility, may surprise some. This is our conversation from Wednesday, October 16th. If you enjoy it, please hit the subscribe button. Hello, this is Charlie Mullen from Amerinek Public Radio. Today's guest in the studio is Ms. Lickman. Hello, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'd like you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how long you've been at MHS. Sure, Charlie. This is my fifth year at MHS. Previously, I was at Harrison High School. That was my first job where I spent 10 years. And then I left amicably to stay home with my children. And then after they got to be a little bit older, I went back into the field Um, by going up to Fox Lane High School, where I spent another few years until landing this awesome full-time permanent position here at Mamaroneck High School. And then just to backtrack a little bit about your background and everything, I was just wondering where you grew up, in New York or outside of state? I grew up in Queens, and I I went all through the schools in Queens, and then I undergrad, I went to Binghamton. Graduate school, I went to Teachers College at Columbia University. And what brought me up this way is was my first job, like I said, at Harrison High School in Westchester County. So you saw something in the suburbs as mm-hmm. opposed to where you mm-hmm. grew up. Right. Did you see anything special in like Westchester as a whole or just just the general area like at Fox Lane or mm-hmm. in Harrison? Yeah, no. It After growing up in Queens where it's mostly concrete jungle, um, it was so nice to come up this way. For me, this was actually what I considered upstate New York. When I was a child, we would go up this way and when I'd, we'd cross over the Throgs Neck Bridge or the Whitestone Bridge, this was, you know, the, the country. Um, and then it was just so funny to actually wind up working up this way and we never left since. I've been raising my three kids up here and married. I have my dog here and we're never leaving. Is living here even that much different, or is it just a whole different culture and lifestyle than in the city? 
I would. I do think it's much different. I think you know you do have to rely a little bit more on a car and getting around and making more of an effort to make plans with people versus living in the city where you can just kind of roll out of bed, roll out of your home or apartment, and then everything's right there. But it really is so much more of a nicer way. I'm glad I had the best of both worlds. I, I loved growing up in Queens and having that lifestyle, and now I like being an adult and living up in what, what we will call the country. So then stemming from when you went to teacher's college, mm-hmm. when did, did you realize at first that you wanted to be a guidance counselor or maybe you were looking at another subject or a field you were more interested in, or was it just helping kids and guiding them throughout high school in their career? So after college, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I graduated as a history major, but that was just by default. I actually started as a psychology major because I was interested in that field, but then I switched to a law and society major, political science, and then finally I knew I wanted to graduate within four years, so I ended up as a history major because, by like I said, by default I had most of those classes. Classes. And then I figured I have no idea what I want to do. I don't want to be a history teacher. I know that I wouldn't make it past the morning bell. So I wound up getting a job. This is going to sound really cheesy, but I, I wound up getting a job working for the sorority that I was in while at Binghamton, where I actually visited different college campuses around the country and worked with young women that were in different chapters of this particular sorority. And I realized that what I was doing was a lot of counseling and talking while also being on different college campuses. So I kind of put two and two together and found graduate school programs in that related field, which turned out to be counseling psychology. So it didn't stem from like any childhood want Mm-mm. or no. rather you went into history or mm-hmm. other fields until you found what you wanted. And that came from your own experience. In That's the right. My experience definitely is what lent itself to a future career plan. And then upon arriving at MHS, I know you were at various different high schools mm-hmm. prior to that and you're being a counselor. I was just wondering what your first impression was of MHS and the student body, culture, and other faculty that worked here, because I know it may differ from across Westchester. It, I, I fell in love with the place the minute I saw it. I love the culture and the spirit of the Mamaroneck student body and faculty. I feel like the fact that where we're situated and the diversity and the friendliness, I really felt like it was just such a wonderful place to be. And I'm so glad that and fortunate that I have a job here. I loved it immediately. And I still continue to feel very positive about my experience here. Did you see that at any other schools, like the same culture? I know it's across Westchester. Mm. It's still the same system. Right, right. No, I felt while each of those other schools have definite pros and perks and very positive aspects, there's just something very unique and special about Mamaroneck High School. And I noticed it right away. It just sort of had that it factor that I really felt like I I was home. It was a good fit. So when we talk about students having a good fit and match for a college, it's almost like you need that too for your career. So it's almost like your journey from being, from getting to counseling, whereas Mm -hmm. you went to different schools and finally found MHS. Yes. So they kind of co-aligned, which is cool. Yes. And then I know, you again, you've been at different schools. This can apply anywhere. But what's the most valuable lesson you have learned? Because I know there are various different stories, Mm -hmm. diversity, where people come from as your time as a guidance counselor. Like, I know Mm -hmm. many lessons can be unearthed and many things happen. Great question. Um, I think the... Even though I've been at three different high schools, each for long periods of time, what I have found in my 18 years of experience is that students 
are all special and unique in their own way, and they always do find their way. And that's been the, 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 the same pattern that I've noticed wherever I've worked. And then you do you necessarily try to pass on what happened to you? Because it seems you didn't have exactly one focus yourself. And I know in our society today, many people are feeling the pressures of college and what they can do and how to get there. So do you think your experience cold lines and helps you relate more? I do. I hope so. I try not to talk too much about myself because I think that that can be boring to, to students, and I get that. But at least I have that lens to look through, and it helps me to be less judgmental and less nervous about the fact that maybe a student hasn't figured out their path or their, their career yet or their college idea or their track. But they always do land on their feet, and it may not be in high school. It could just be after high school. And I've really you know, take that lesson to heart. So do you find yourself trying to direct kids, given their interest in high school, to specific careers, given what you went through? Or do you think it should remain almost open-ended in a sense to help people do what they want as they grow up and see what their interests are? I think open-ended. I, I, you know, when students say that they know for sure that they want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you know, in many cases, maybe that does happen. But I think it's always nice when the student says, you know, I have no idea what I want to do, or these are the kinds of things, or if they have interests, um, that that that's terrific. Um, and, it, and it's nice when they have those interests, and they have a variety of interests that they can look further into in terms of college. But at least it's not so specific, um, because then they pigeonhole themselves, and then they're not as open to other things. And I guess maybe that is sort of like what happened with me in my experience. Um, I think at first I did pigeonhole myself, and then I kind of stressed out and couldn't figure out like what I wanted to do. So I quickly kept switching gears. Maybe actually had I given more time or been more open to begin with, who knows what I would have ended up as a major. But I think regardless, I think this is the career path I would have ended with. As an aside, or co-lining with that in a Mm -hmm. sense, do you see this happening to many kids modern day? Because I know we all come in with this focus. We want to go to this undergraduate school, so to speak. But do you see them getting there and seeing like they almost have like a realization or even say like a quarter life crisis so that they want to switch up what they're doing? Because I know that can be hard to realize at that level. But do you see that as common? Because I know it can be emotional in a sense when you're so focused and driven just to find out what you wanted and what you loved is not what you love and you panic. Yeah, I do see that a lot. We, we have a lot of students that wind up transferring because they they really just they put all their eggs in one basket. And I think that who knows, maybe they would wind up sticking with that school or that plan. But nowadays, everybody's so apt to switch gears and change it up and give up. So um, we really try, when students aren't happy at a, at a college, we really try to talk to them. We, we encourage them to come back and say, give it a chance. Um, you know, things could change, and you could wind up being happy. So do you feel this, can you even parallel this to raising your own kids? Because I know mm-hmm. having the underclassmen, seeing them grow from ninth to 12th grade, apply, get into college, see where they go later in life, do you see a connection between how you help your students at MHS, and your children? Um, I probably, let's see. It's weird. I kind of feel like I have, I don't want to say, no, I mean, I love my own kids and I have my own connection with them, but then I have a different connection with my students at school. And I guess I kind of see more of the growth with my students at school 
um, because it is over a course of four years, and they start out later. They're in ninth grade, then they become 10th graders, 11th graders, 12th graders. It's a different type of a feeling than, you know, being a parent um, where you see other things. But... um, so you do see some resemblance of a difference yes, because there's yes, that emotional factor yes, yes. and then almost the academic right. yet coddling factor right, to help kids right, get to school. Right, 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 right. But I, yeah, I probably coddle. I probably coddle my kids here at high school more than I coddle my own kids. Let's put it that <laughs> way. I'm probably harder on my own children. Do you? Can you relate even further then to your children's college process? Because hmm. are you necessarily as much a part of that as you are than at school? Because I know right. that I could imagine it could be difficult with your children's own guidance counselor Mm -hmm. and look is it even like in a sense looking in from the outside whereas you don't have as much control or power yeah so I I have a daughter who's a senior the same age and um, she's applying to colleges and I I joke with you know my friends that it's like the shoemakers kids have the worst shoes like I said I feel like I kind of leave my daughter up to her own devices to figure out the college process and I'm spending much more time with my 50 other seniors working on their college process with them. And for some, you know, it varies. Some need a lot more help and even with financial forms and things like that. Others are more independent. But I do find myself spending a lot more time with them than, let's say, my own child. But I I certainly try to reserve some time for my own. And then in caring for your children, I know, as you said, you have 50 kids applying to college. Mm-hmm. You're, you're monitoring their common apps, their FAFSA in some cases, and other important things to help them, like, cement themselves in life. But how do you balance this work and a motherhood? Have you mm-hmm. found an equilibrium or certain method to do so? Because I know you have the senior going into college, yet you yourself have, <laughs> are invested greatly in 50 other seniors. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine it's difficult. It's definitely difficult. I... Uh, I haven't figured out a perfect method, but I try to just tell myself to remain calm. Some days can be more stressful than others, especially leading up to the November 1st deadline. But, um, you know, I'm only human. I try to do the best that I possibly can, and I try to, as much as I can, give as much as I can at work when I'm at work, and then when I leave work, I try to give as much as I can to my own children as their mother, and then... And then you know, some days are just harder than others in terms of balancing it. But, you know, I'm doing the best I possibly can. And then I know, as you said, you did have many majors, like mm-hmm. possible majors to go through, like political science, history, mm-hmm. and other things that you went through at Binghamton and other schools. But if you could work anywhere else, any other profession, what would it be? And would you still look to get and help people like you do mm-hmm. in high school? Mm-hmm. Or do you think you're like you're at your place and where you want to be? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could do anything else. I don't think I'm skilled to do anything else. I feel like this this job is custom made for me. I think if I would do if if I wouldn't work at the high school, I would work in a related field. Maybe I would work in a community agency, or I'd work in human resources in a business. But I think it would always be with people. I don't think I could just sit behind a desk. And I think that, but I like being with high school age students. So I also don't think that I can necessarily be in a middle school or an elementary school. I like the age of high schoolers. And I, again, think that this is like the perfect job for me. I feel really grateful about it. So there's no dream job no, or anything. This is it. Aside this from, is it, from Charlie. counseling. So you <laughs> yeah. think what makes it, what makes it your dream in essence or where you want to be is that interaction? Like, could yes. you expand more on that? Yeah. And like, I, I really... 
the funny thing is, is that I'm actually more of an introverted person. Um, so I definitely am fine on my own, but I do really like the interaction with high school students and then also with my colleagues and the faculty. Um, the years that I was just home with my children, I actually found it to be pretty lonely. Obviously, I was, I was with my kids and enjoying my time with them, but I'm definitely not a stay-at-home mom type of person. I need to be at work, and I really like to be in a high school setting because of the interaction with teenagers, I think is just amazing. So you don't think you'd find that in another setting, like maybe as a college course counselor? Mm, I know they do that. I could like... probably do something like that. I did think about that prior to finding a job as a, as a guidance counselor in a high school, but that might be the closest. That would be my only other option, I think. I definitely couldn't do anything else. I don't think I could work in the business field. I don't think I could be a nurse. I think that this is the type of thing I do the best. So it's that human interaction, the human that interaction. close to close. Right. But what... What really separates high schoolers from, say, like, say you're working HR, like Toby from the office, and you're with, you're with the common right, nine right, to five worker. Right. What separates the um the two the two groups? I love how high school students are just they don't take themselves seriously. They have so much to offer. I learn so much from from them. Um, more than I feel like I teach or show them. I feel like adults take themselves too seriously and they could be grumpy and, you know, some are awesome, but a lot just, it just, I don't want to spend too much time with adults. So like, it, that's why a high school is perfect because I'm with adults who are my colleagues, but we're at the service of high school students. And that's really, you know, the best kind of way to spend my day. So when I'm not that, at home. So yeah. seeing that growth, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. in high school, you're in a more lax environment. Right. And, right. and like a nine to five corporate It'd HR job. Serious. Yeah. Like you're dealing yeah. with serious cases. Yeah. And, that's and, like, what... and like, I don't want to be telling somebody I have to fire them and or that they're not getting their, you know, bonus or something like that. That would be terrible. So do you think you could, uh, even though you're a guidance counselor, mm-hmm. do you think you could still experience that, say, you were a history teacher or taught some class because so you still see that growth in your students that's true and you are helping them reach their goal that's true I just don't think I know enough about history or one particular (laughs) subject to teach and I and I I I I think teachers have a really 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 special gift that they are able to teach and and make it creative and relay information and do that a few times a day in front of um, a class of students. I don't think I have the stamina or the wherewithal to be able to do that. So I like to work more one-on-one or in small groups. So I think that, again, the being a guidance counselor is a better fit for me in that respect. So you're saying there's like, there's two, two different mm-hmm. types of interaction with mm-hmm. high schoolers. There's the one in regards to teachers who are with a group of, say, 20, 20-something students, and you have that one-on-one interaction mm-hmm. with a student. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because yeah. I feel, in other classes too, I feel like you could still have that. Say you're an orchestra teacher and you're more invested into the students. Like, you're going mm-hmm. up to them and mm-hmm. you see their growth from 9th to 12th grade. I know our orchestra teacher does that. Does mm-hmm. that. So could you see yourself in that kind of role, still a teacher of a large group? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. still kind of the same thing because you are still in charge of a large group. But yeah. Whereas yeah, if it was something, class. yeah, like maybe an elective type class I could do if there was something, if I knew how to play an instrument or if I was the choir teacher, if I could sing, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't, but that would be probably the closest. 
So it's like the consistency. Mm-hmm. I is, love the consistency. So is that like a thing you see in your yes. life a lot? Like yes. consistency? Like what are some yes. examples of that? Well, I like consistency. I like um, – I definitely could not own my own business. I'm not a self-starter. I'm not really um, creative in that way. I like to um, clock in and clock out and show up to a job and do the best that I possibly can. But I like the structure of the day and the way that the periods in the high school run and then what I need to do to accomplish my work for the day. So that's that works for me at school. And then at home, I have the structure of whatever I need to do at home, my tasks and chores and things to take care of my children. Oh, so it's like you'd say it's like security, mm-hmm. having that security, security exactly. to know what to expect every day. Exactly. So rather than what attracts you to being a guidance counselor and a teacher is having that consistency, mm-hmm. whereas a job like mm-hmm. like a firefighter, for right. example, oh, you could have point. multiple factors right. coming at you and that's not what you right. find yourself interested in. Right. Right. I mean, not that we're not putting out fires during the day here, but, you know, it's a different type of thing. No life or death situations, hopefully. Yeah. Well, hope hopefully. not. Hope not. <laughs> and then um, lastly, are there anything students would be surprised to know about you, aside from being their guidance counselor mm-hmm. and helping them with their process in college and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Um, well, let's see. My, 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 let's see. As a, as a, as a high school student, actually, I um, used to dance ballet for, there was a company, the New York City Ballet, and I was in their professional school. So I was actually in the Nutcracker at Lincoln Center. But that was like my claim to fame back then. That, that They might be surprised to know that. Was that in high school? Or that was in uh, middle thing? school and high school. And then, as cheesy as it sounds, when I applied to college, I made a VHS tape of me um, dancing and sent that with my application. And um, God knows it was definitely embarrassing, but I think it's what got me into college. So it was, <laughs> so you were on the, like the real time Nutcracker. Yeah. Where was that? Lincoln? In Lincoln Center. Lincoln Center. Yeah. Did yeah. you see that as a career path or no. not really? No, not really. I mean, I definitely was talented, like, so to speak, but it was not something I, I knew that I'd have to give up um, an education and a life because you really have to fully commit to that. And I wasn't prepared to do that. So after high school, I quit. And that was that. So that could even relate back again mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. consistency. Yes, it was very ballet. inconsistent. Like, what if I got hurt or injured? I'd yeah. be without a career. So I knew that that was too inconsistent. I guess I didn't realize why that why I didn't want to continue then. But now looking back in hindsight, you're right, Charlie. There are a lot of patterns to how I live my life and yeah. what I like about it. Yeah. So it is a con- so you'd say like central themes or mm-hmm. like integral parts of your life to how mm-hmm. you go about things are. Consistency and security, which seems to yes. be a stark theme. Yes. Because ballet is not what <laughs> ballet could result in injuries as sports yes. do. Yes. But that's about it with interests. Anything yep. else? That's pretty much it. I also like the show The Office and Parks and Rec, but um, <laughs> so the not too much scene. else. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming into the studio. Thank you, It was Charlie. nice to have you. Thank and you. Great interview. Okay, Thanks. great. Thanks.